TNRD's board of directors met yesterday, and I'm joined on the line now by the chair of the board, Ken Gillis. Ken, how you doing here today? I'm doing well. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for taking the time. Now, I'll just start by getting an overall sense from you of just how the, how the meeting's gone. I know, uh, you know, you've been switching to these virtual meetings, and yesterday you went to an actual just straight-by-phone meeting. So are things starting to get a little bit smoother as you guys uh, get together to try to make some decisions for the district? Yes and no. Yesterday's meeting was uh, by conference call, as you know, and it was live-streamed. We had rather hoped at the, in the initial stages of uh, shifting to this process that we would be able to do video, but it just has proved to be impossible. Some directors are way out in the boondocks and they don't have sufficiently good connectivity, and so uh, we've gone with just the audio portion, but we, are, we did live stream it. What was some of the major points of conversation here yesterday? I mean, I heard some, some lengthy conversation around yeah, Director Salas. Rothenberger presented a motion that we should uh, take a voluntary 20% salary cut uh, because of the COVID situation, and that did get a bit of discussion, and quite a number of directors spoke against that. And I think for, for very good reason. Some directors said it would impose a, a hardship on them financially. And others said, I remember particularly, I think, Director Sinclair from the city of Kamloops said that there are all kinds of options if you've got 20% to spare. Uh, some will have 20% to spare, some won't. But those who have would have no difficulty finding any number of charitable organizations that would be more than glad to, uh, to have that money. So if you're in that mode, and wanting to uh, wanting to contribute, that would be the way to do it, and that's generally the way the vote went. I think it went up to 22 to two, if I recall correctly. So. Uh, the, the motion by Director Rothenberger failed. Yeah, um, and I, I, I like that as well. I mean, like I, you were mentioning with Sinclair, I, I saw some of her comments too, speaking to um, supporting local charities and why that's important right now. And we've seen that uh, you know donations to charities are down quite a bit. So I think that's a nice way to make things up uh, in that regard. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was an appropriate conversation, but uh, the uh, end result was about what I expected. Uh, what, what were some of the other things that uh, you know you took out of yesterday's meeting? Like you said, uh, it was a very lengthy uh, meeting when it comes to conversation, but the actual agenda itself wasn't overly long. So what, what were some of the other things that you know stood out to you as major talking points yesterday? Yeah, I, I think you make a good point there, Jeff. It was, uh, it was a long meeting with very little on the agenda. Um, one of the things that we discussed uh, was advisory planning commissions, because we have a couple and we were going to amalgamate three, I think it is, into two. And these are just groups of volunteers who meet to consider bylaw changes and development matters that will affect the rural areas. And uh, there was a long discussion about that. And at the end of the day, what we decided to do was defer, to defer the decision on that because, uh, well, for one thing, our acting CAO, Mr. Deal, pointed out that almost everywhere else in the world these APCs have been abolished because they're less and less effective and also because there are other ways of consulting with the public on these matters. One of them, of course, was, you know, is going to be through technology. Uh, but there are other ways to consult with the public and to let them know that there are things planned for their areas and if they wish to have some input. There's other ways than doing it, of doing it than through a, an advisory planning commission. So I don't know what the upshot of that will be. Uh, I know where I stand on the issue, but I don't know what the majority of the board will wish to do. But it may be that the APCs are on their way out. 
Ken, I wanted to ask you just a little bit about uh, just the budget overall, uh, just in a general sense. Like you guys had that conversation yesterday about potentially cutting director salaries, obviously in, a, in an effort to save some money. Uh, we've seen a lot of communities start to try to roll back their budgets a little bit as we go through this pandemic. Um, you know, is there anything that might be on the radar for the TNRD? I mean, you just passed that $23 million budget not very long ago. That's a very small increase over 2019. So I don't know if there's a whole lot you can roll back in terms of that increase. But, uh, you know, is there any concern about your budget at this time as a result of COVID-19? Well, what I heard yesterday was not so much concern about the budget itself, but more of an interest in what we might be in a position to do in order to defer taxes for people whose taxes are coming due on the 1st of July. And we looked into that, and the TNRD does not collect taxes. Our taxes are all collected by the province. So any uh, assistance for the public in that regard is going to have to come from Victoria. About the only other thing I can tell you, Jeff, is that there is a, a feeling of sympathy among 26 directors at that board table. Nobody is unaware of the hardship that this that pandemic is working on people. So, you know, if there's anything, any kind of relief that we can bring, I'm sure we would. I mean, you know, we're doing little things like we're not charging for dropping your household garbage off at the Eco Depot and that sort of thing. Other kinds of garbage are still subject to charge, but your household stuff goes in for free. And that kind of thing. I don't know what else, you know, we're doing at the moment, but certainly there is a lot of sympathy on at the board table. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of municipalities are simply just kind of watching how things play out because there's just so many unknowns about where we're going with this, right? So it's just something that, to that, kind of keep that's an eye right, on. That's right, Jeff. And, you know, and, and the thing to remember, of course, is that a municipality is a much different animal from, mm-hmm. uh, from a regional district, yes. and their tax revenues are applied by themselves. And whereas we are a creature of the provincial government. One thing that I really wanted to mention that we did affirm the hiring of Deanna Campbell as our new corporate officer. She replaces Carolyn Black in that office. And uh, I think that's uh, a real coup for the regional district. She's uh, a pretty prized acquisition, I guess you might say, if it were a hockey hockey team. (laughs) And... uh, uh, and, and, and such a prize acquisition, I guess, that uh, we could hear on the, as you know, it was a telephone conference, we could hear uh, Ken Christian's tears falling on his desk, you know, even over the phone. So uh, we're very, very pleased to have Deanna, and that's, you know, going to plug a hole that's been in our senior staffing for a long, long time because Ms. Black has not been well. So she's been away for quite a while, and... Uh, uh, Bobby Harrison, formerly of the city, filled in for a number of months, but she didn't certainly didn't want a permanent job. I guess that's why she retired in the first place. And in that connection, we promoted a person by the name of Agnes Sapp to deputy corporate officer, and I think that was a long overdue acknowledgement of her dedicated and highly professional service to the regional district. And if you want a little... Uh, matter to set the record straight mm-hmm. her name we've called her agnes for all the time that i've been on the board and for i don't know how long before that but her real name because there's an e on the end of her agnes her real name is Agnese. so huh. 
was only now, now the secret's out. Up until now, very few of us knew that. He was always too polite to correct you, probably as well. It's, uh... Oh yeah, she, she wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> right on, Ken. Well, uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to me. And I just wanted to ask one more question here, and uh, I'll get you out of here on this because you had sort of mentioned it to me uh, before we uh, got officially underway. Here was just talking about who was actually at the, the TNRD meeting yesterday, and you had mentioned that uh, Mayor Tellerico out of uh, Cash Creek was unable to make it due to, uh, you know, obviously the flooding concerns that are happening there. A number of people evacuated or on evacuation alert. Um, but just was that at all discussed or is that something that you guys are planning to look at here in the not too distant future is just looking at potential flooding in the district and how uh, the TNRD is ready to respond if something does occur? Yeah, I'm really pleased that you raised that, Jeff, because uh, this year, I think for the first time in a long time, we've had people going out in advance of any flooding to areas that we are concerned might flood. And, uh, you know, it dropped off sandbags and sand. I know it was done in Westwold and it was done in a few other, probably Cherry Creek and a few other areas throughout, throughout the district. So just to see if we can get slightly ahead of the curve, and we have, I hope, done that in certain areas, and we are very concerned. The last I heard, people are saying that the water is, um, at least in many areas, is uh, running off quickly and early so that the usual flooding season in May will perhaps not be quite as devastating as it could otherwise have been because the snowpack, as you know, is about 125%. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're doing something about that. There was another thing you might be interested in because a question was raised at the, at the board about our search for a permanent CAO. And that question was referred to a later closed meeting. Okay. But I, I can tell you that the COVID crisis is delaying that process. And as strange as it might sound, I'm not sorry about that. Because when we suddenly lost our CAO in early February, it left a, a huge hole in our staffing with the most senior position vacant. And I feel the region really landed on its feet when we got Randy Deal. As you know, he's the former CAO from Kamloops. He has stepped in. He's performed brilliantly. But he was scheduled to be finished uh, in his interim role in June. Now, I spoke with him yesterday, and he said that since COVID has intervened, uh, he'll agree to stay with us until we can conduct you know, one-on-one -on -one interviews and that sort of thing with prospective CAO candidates until they can travel and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so that pretty well means he's committed to us for the summer, and I'm really grateful to him for that. He did say that he'd been hoping to work on his golf game this summer, Jeff, but from everything I've heard, that's a lost cause anyway. So uh, uh, we're happy to have him with us, we hope, for the summer. And uh, he feels that we're guaranteed to get a lot of highly, highly qualified applicants, excellent people, he thinks. He called it a plum job and uh, said we're fortunate to be in one of the most desirable locations in the country. So I'm looking forward to getting going on that. But we're not moving on it fast or furiously because of the uh, of the COVID situation. Well, I uh, enjoy speaking with Randy when I've had the pleasure to talk to him a few times myself. So glad to hear he's sticking around for a little bit. And uh, yeah, best of luck with that search. Although, who knows when it can really get into full swing. But uh, either way, thanks so much, Ken. Always appreciate your time. Okay, thank you, Jeff. That was the chair of the TNRD, Ken Gillis.